0: This podcast is brought to you by Erickson Immigration Group. Welcome to Immigration Nerds. Today we have the program manager of the Missing Migrants Project from International Commission on Missing Persons Organization, Alessandra Vicara. Pleasure to have you on.
1: Nice to meet you, Ian. Very happy to be here with you.
0: Thank you, thank you. First, just give us a brief background on the Missing Migrants Project. What you do there and the overall objective.
1: Sure. The Missing Migrant Project started officially in 2017, uh, but the International Commission on Missing Persons started working on the issue way before. Imagine that in 2013 and 2015 there were two major incidents that caused the death of many migrants in the Mediterranean. And those incidents, those shipwrecks, uh, triggered a sort of a public reaction, both from the state and the organization's perspective. Um, the International Commission of Missing Persons decided to essentially bring the issue at the international community level. We had an ARIA Formula meeting at the UN Security Council, so an informative meeting discussing the global challenge of missing persons and tackling, in particular, the issue of missing migrants and missing refugees. And from that moment, in 2016, we decided to launch a full-fledged project that tackling the issue in the Mediterranean why the Mediterranean? The the answer is very simple. Um, At that time already, the Mediterranean was one of the deadliest routes uh, worldwide. Um, Imagine that that today, since 2014, we've counted more than 22,000 missing and deceased migrants in that route only. Worldwide, there are 41,000 missing migrants, according to International Organization for Migration estimates. And therefore you can see why the Mediterranean. So we started from that region and our goal is today to establish what we call a sustainable process to account for all missing migrants. Uh, The key word here is sustainable. At the moment where, for instance, you had the incident in 2015 nearby Lampedusa, a small island close to Sicily, there were more than 900 people dead on that single incident. Italy alone had to spend more than €9 million, that is equivalent to $11 million, just to raise the boat from the seashelf and recover human remains. So now you can see that that is not sustainable for a country alone uh, that is facing a constant arrivals, and that should actually prevent people from going missing or disappeared or from dying at the sea. Um, Therefore, a collective response is very needed and sustainable uh, is what makes the difference. So it it is sustainable if it is a collective response uh, based on the rule of law and human rights uh, uh, parameters. So this is in an action, um, how it started and what's the main goal of the project.
0: Right. So how do you actually collect this data and decide where do we distribute it? How do we find it? How do we collect it? Like, what's, What is that process like?
1: So let me go back for a second. The the data that I shared, for instance, with you, those are estimates, and the estimates comes directly from IOM. IOM is the International Organization for Migration that has a full-fledged project only on estimates concerning deceased and missing migrants. On the other hand, what we do is different. We collaborate with governments and other type of authorities and organizations to account for the missing. Account for the missing means a lot of things. It includes collecting data, but not for estimates. Collecting data for locating the missing in an inclusive and impartial manner, as well as conduct technical assistance. For countries that require so, so with regard to, for instance, DNA identification processes or archaeology and anthropology support in forensics investigations. And we also consider key the collaboration with the civil society organizations that are supporting and families across the board and across the spectrum of the situation uh, concerning missing persons, broadly speaking, not only migration. So we work a lot with families to collect those data you were referring to mm-hmm. that will not give us estimates, but which, which correspond to one single case. For instance, uh, that corresponds then to the family member reporting the missing. We can initiate processes uh, that will account for the missing. That means uh, identify and locate the missing, but also um, ensure the rights of the families, including the rights to truth, justice and reparation.
0: Great, amazing. And actually that was one of my thoughts that came to mind. So when families come and they report, uh, a family member that's missing, is there any sort of support systems in place for those family members of the missing migrants? Um, and are there any resources that are made available to them to help cope with the loss or, or, or transition?
1: Well, that's a very good question, Ian. Um, in reality, that is a common problem that we detect across the region. So. Um, There is a non-reporting issue. Again, if I go back to the estimates I shared, this is a tip of the iceberg and uh, migrants themselves are not reporting for fear of uh, enduring negative consequences, uh, particularly if they are in a um, irregular situation or families themselves, they might um, be fearing the authorities in their state of origin, uh, and therefore they would not Uh, you know, approach authorities to report their missing relative, the one that actually left the country and went missing en route. So um, underreporting is a huge problem and therefore there are coping mechanisms with this issue. We know that, for instance, in certain regions of the world that the civil society organizations are supporting migrants across the journeys. In other areas, and for instance, this could be sub-Saharan Africa, it's more difficult, uh, it's more challenging, both for the geographical situation, but also for the challenging situations. So most of it's in the desert, so the migratory routes are difficult per se, crossing a lot of countries, and with countries where the situation is not uh, stable and where different uh, um, uh, traffickers' networks are operating. So it becomes challenging for those civil society groups to support migrants across the route. So therefore, despite the fact that those supporting safety net exist, they are not so much accessible to many migrants. And that's why we have the underreporting problem.
0: I, I wonder in your experience of just following the statistics and the data from different regions in the world, what have you noticed to be one of the regions that, are, that have higher rates of, of missing persons? And what were the causes? I know for maybe the last couple of years, there's conversations about like the Northern Triangle, right? And that was like a, a higher prevalence of a missing persons. So I was wondering what regions you found to be, have a, a higher cases of missing persons?
1: Well, if I go back to what I said initially, for sure uh, the the area where actually based on official estimates from the UN where there is the most, the highest number remains uh, in Europe, in the Mediterranean. If we look at the global numbers, 41,000 missing migrants uh, globally, but that counts for almost 5,000 in Latin America as a region. So you then see the underreportings. Scenario. Because, as you said, there are many unofficial reports, and maybe many civil society groups that are collecting those reports of disappearances across the, not only the North Triangle, but even before uh, reaching that point. Uh, uh, the, I think it's called the Durian. Gap, uh, where essentially the Darien Gap, that is essentially being uh, the 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 very challenging point, not only from for migrants crossing in the Latin Americas, but also from Africa traveling from there through various means, uh, reaching that point and to get to the states at some point. So all those reports are not captured by official statistics at the national, regional, and international level. So although we say, yeah, it's the Mediterranean, then you do have a very minimal estimates, not only from the Latin America perspective, but also if you look at the Asia context, it's like so diverse. And it's basically not detected in terms of numbers. And so we could already spot the problem here, that is accessibility of data, of uh, uh, sources of those data, um, and also probably stable or unstable scenarios where essentially the sharing of information is not possible or not so easy as in other contexts.
0: Right, and I was actually on the site and uh, from 2020, it was 3,800 recorded deaths. Uh, But in 2021, it was quite a drop in in deaths to 1300. Do you have any reasoning to uh, why such a more than more than half drop uh, 2021 uh, versus 2020, maybe something that's COVID related? What, What would you attribute that to?
1: Concerning the drop of that, uh, again, this is a a statistics that is shared officially by various agencies at international and regional level. However, again, the statistics as such doesn't depict the real problem. Uh, During the past year, there have been, if we look at where we are operating in the Mediterranean, again, there there have been a lot of ghost shipwrecks. uh, So meaning Mm. that um, there are... Probably shipwrecks that are not even reported or detected. Uh, and uh, that doesn't mean that uh, um, people are not traveling or are not dying while traveling, unfortunately, but that there is no way that is detecting those uh, situations and those incidents. Um, then it's also true that. Uh, uh, migrants are trying to find any way possible to reach a point that uh, would provide them with more stability, security for their families, social security, economic security. So the more challenging it becomes, uh, the more they will find a way to travel. It's not stopping a person to leave a country where there is war or where there is a situation that is no longer attainable from a. Uh, you know, uh, from a personal perspective, where you want to have a normal life that is stable for your own family. So um, despite the restriction, that means that the restriction have made the travels and uh, journeys more challenging, but they haven't stopped the journeys. And by becoming more difficult, uh, the situations where people could go missing have increased.
0: Mm. Gotcha. Um, So looking forward, what challenges do you foresee arising that would further impact the dangers of migration, as you were mentioning?
1: I would say that the uh, old problem and the whole challenge that uh, will stay with us for a little while, I think, is the difficulty in shifting the paradigm from what is called border security in approaching migration towards human security. So from a state perspective, uh, there is always this look towards uh, indeed state security. However, more investment should be spent on people and communities security. And this is uh, across the board of all migratory journeys. So looking at the security of people and communities even in the country of origins uh, by uh, addressing therefore those factors like a conflict, uh, conflict uh, risk uh, or uh, for instance disasters or deprivation scenarios that are indeed the root causes that will lead to mass displacement. Um, So without investing on the human security component or shifting the approach uh, when formulating policies uh, and legislations, it becomes very difficult then to really address uh, the issue of missing migrants from a uh, prevention perspective, uh, preventing people from going missing, preventing people from putting themselves at risk. So yeah, that is the challenge that I see in in the near and I hope not so long future, uh, meaning that it's something that can change, um, but it's still with us.
0: Got it. And definitely the work that you guys do in terms of collecting this data and working with different government entities to bring light to specific regions that are dealing with this at higher rates than others, and maybe some policy can come from it. So uh, they're definitely using your data for that. So how could we better amplify the message of prevalence of missing migrants, and if those people who are interested in this initiative, what can they do to help?
1: Well, certainly there are different actions that can be undertaken. Um, if we look at the macro level, uh, from a state perspective, I would invite the policymakers to review their policies, for instance, and uh, legislation in a way that uh, risks uh, or factors that would create those risks for migrants are eliminated. Sometimes those policies and legislation do embed these risks, and so they should be addressed. At a more uh, individual level, certainly one thing is to approach uh, civil society organizations that are present at the local level and that are working closely with migrant communities for integration purposes, for addressing their needs. Um, and if there are any opportunity, certainly volunteer with them. That could be an, an option. Support them in various ways they offer or they request. Um, another way would be also to look at the information you have and uh, seek for more information have a global eye when uh, approaching the issue of migration and therefore get informed would be my advice and then Certainly, uh, there is an interest in addressing the issue of missing migrants, and from an individual perspective, I would recommend to look at our website, uh, icmp.int, where people can get informed about the overall issue of missing persons, but they can also take action and report a disappearance through our online inquiry center is a free tool where you can report a missing persons. However, it should be clear that we will not initiate an investigation because that is a duty that state authorities have. But based on our mandate, we can certainly facilitate uh, processes um, that will lead to accounting for missing persons, including missing migrants.
0: We need people to be cognizant. Of families who are impacted by that and be able to have resources right for those families and at Lisa an informational resource to tell those people who before they travel to their new area what are the dangers and risks associated with that and that's the type of work that you guys do and uh, we definitely appreciate it so I, I, I thank you
1: I'm thank sorry. you so much
0: Follow Immigration Nerds on Twitter at Nerds, and Erickson Immigration Group on LinkedIn to join in the conversation. I'm Ian Gaines. See you next week.